0: In this world, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us blessings and bounties which we enjoy and which we have control over. So when we are given money, it is ours to use, to enjoy. But there is a condition. And that condition is on the day of Qiyamah, we will have to account for that particular blessing that Allah Azzawajal gave us. So when we come with wealth, We can spend it, but on the day of Qiyamah, we will have to say how we earned it and where we spent it. And like that, our life, which is the essence of our existence, this life, we can use it how we want, but at the end of the day, we have to answer about how we use this life. In in actual fact, life is a trust that is given to us, that is given to us for a short period of time, and we will have to use it as a test. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only has the authority to remove life, to take away life. And even if it is a person who, for example, is a murderer, who's been convicted only within the strict limitations of Sharia, according to how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed and the way that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has shown, then that life can be taken. So when it comes to life, no matter how tough the, the living gets, no matter how tough the going gets, We have no authority we have no right to terminate our own lives this is suicide and suicide which is our topic for today that's only a temporary fix for whatever problem you might be enduring in this world after that there's an eternity to contend with so you might have got rid of that small problem in this world now you will have to endure eternity thereafter leave alone taking one's life the hadith tells us that we should not even be wishing for death Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells us in a hadith of Muslim, "La yatamanna ahadukum al-mawt, la yatamanna ahadukum al-mawt wa la yad'u bihi min No one should ever wish for death, and nor should you make dua and nor should you ask for the death to come before it needs to be coming before its time that is ordained inahu idha mata ahadukum in amalu. whenever anyone dies then the opportunity to do good deeds to better his hereafter has come to an end and yazidul illa khaira. what a beautiful uh, encouragement and motivation for us nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam tells us no muslim's life is increased except that it becomes better and better and increases in goodness nabi nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was asked whose life is the best which which person's life is the best he said that person who has a long life and he utilizes that long life to do much good deeds This is the hadith of tirmidhi a pious person was once said or he was told in his presence it was said that death is a good thing he said no don't say that don't say that because one hour of your life in which you can connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and make Tawbah and repent is far better than eternity of death after that. So to wish for death due to the hardships of this world, that is not allowed. The exception is where a person maybe fears regarding his religious obligations. So when Maryam she was going through that period where she had miraculously become pregnant with Nabi Isa so she said, ya mittu qabla hadha, wa kuntu mansiya." How I wish I had died. And that, in fact, forget that people don't even remember me. She didn't say it because of anything else, but she was worried about the test that was to come. People would accuse her of zina and adultery, and she felt it was a very, very hard test. So that's an exception to the situation. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, La no one should ever wish for death because of some worldly hardship that comes upon him. No matter how tough it is. But if he feels the pressure is getting too much and he really wants to say something. Oh Allah, let me live as long as life Allah, let me live as long as life is better for me and when it is better for me to leave when when death is better than living then oh allah you give me death at that time so we leave it in the hands of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is a dua which is in bukhari comes in the hadith of imam ahmad rahmatullahi alayhi, that do not wish for death because the terror that follows after death is immense it is very very difficult in the case of martyrdom, for example, that's also an exception where a person wishes for death in the part of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That by all means is encouraged within the hadith and that a person can wish for it and he can hope for it and he can long for it. That is an exception to the rule. When it comes to the difficulties of this world, we can't wish to die because of that. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sounds very severe warnings within the hadith sharif regarding suicide. Man تردى min Jabalin فقتل nafsahu the person who deliberately jumps off a high mountain or a cliff or a building and he commits suicide that person for who are finari jahannam abada. he will continue in jahannam carrying out that act of suicide jumping off that mountain forever and eternity nabi says the same thing regarding a person who commits suicide by drinking poison he will continue that act for eternity and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi says the same with regards to a person who uses an iron weapon to take his life He will also be carrying out that act of suicide in Jahannam for eternity A person was once fighting with the Sahaba radiallahu anhu. he was on their side It was in a battle with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And this person was fighting very valiantly, he was fighting very bravely he was, he was going into the midst of the enemy And the Sahaba made a statement, what a wonderful fighter this person is What a brave fighter Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam heard this and he said actually the reality is that person is going to go to jahannam so the sahaba didn't know how to reconcile they were worried they heard they saw they, what they see in front of their eyes and what nabi sallallahu wa is telling them obviously they believe nabi was one sahabi says i went and followed this person and i saw in the battlefield going wherever he was going and he was wounded eventually he was wounded and i saw he was almost on the verge of getting martyrdom but at that point the, the pain became too much and he took his own life and he comes back to nabi and he says you have spoken the truth most definitely this person took his life he is now obviously headed towards the fire of jahannam in another hadith of Bukhari, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam recounts that there was a person who had a wound and an injury and then he panicked and he couldn't handle it and he took a, a, a weapon and he slit his veins and he committed suicide. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam uh, gives us the words of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that Allah Azza wa Jal says my slave has caused death on himself hurriedly so I forbid paradise for him. Hadith of Bukhari. So what about the ruling regarding a Muslim who commits suicide? Then a suicide, a person who has taken his own life or her own life Will be given a normal ghusl, uh, a normal kafan and shroud They will be buried in a Muslim cemetery and janazah salah will be read for them This is according to Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullahi, In fact, uh, Shamsul to Halwani says Even when that person is committing that act of suicide and then it strikes him, I need to make tawbah Even while his life is going and, be, and he's committed that suicide, he's committed that act and he makes toba. his toba will also be accepted at that point so if any family member has committed suicide don't ever write them off they will be like any other sinful muslim you continue making dua for their forgiveness you continue giving charity on their behalf and so forth and so on if any family suffers the tragedy within their family then we need to be giving them support we need to be making them understand that they can't hold themselves responsible forever for what has happened you no matter how much you, you want to you can't turn back the clock no matter how much you dwell on that past no matter what you say I could have done different it's not going to change in fact this is what Shaitan wants Shaitan wants you to dwell on things that have already passed which you can't change anymore and he starts playing with your mind he brings you more misery and heartache suicide statistics are alarming around 800,000 people commit suicide annually worldwide the indication are that for every suicide that takes place, there's another 20 attempted suicides that have taken place. Suicide is the 10th largest cause of death in America for all ages. And when it comes to the age group 15 to 24 worldwide, suicide is the second largest cause of death. In the last 45 years, suicide has increased 65 percent. So when it comes to suicide, the single biggest cause of suicide is depression. People who are dealing with this internal turmoil, they are going through the suicidal tendencies or thoughts, they go through an immense internal struggle. But most of the time we don't see it on the surface. And so we think that nothing's happening. This is something we rarely see. And because it has a stigma attached to it, and rightfully so, because it is a sin, people fail or they feel too ashamed to want to speak about it. So when a person has suicidal tendencies or thoughts and he feels, I don't want to go to speak to anyone, the reality is, that if they come forward and they speak, we can save many more countless lives and many more people will will, will be saved from paying the ultimate price, which is giving their lives. So we need to keep it part of our conversation as Muslims. We need to make sure that we have structures in place. While a person might not be cured of those tendencies completely, many have found that they have managed to cope with it successfully after going and speaking about it. So Islam teaches us that when it comes to the, the aspect of depression or internal turmoil, emotional conflict, then we are allowed by all means to express those emotions. And the people who are witnessing it need to be understanding. They need to understand. There was a Sahabi, there was a person who in the time of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his name was Mughif radiallahu he was married to Barira anha, they were slaves. So when Barira radiallahu anha, the lady, she was given her freedom. So in Islam, the law is she has the option to cancel her marriage. So she opted for that option. Now Mughith radiallahu anhu, he was madly in love with her. He was intensely in love with her. And he started going this way and trying to convince her to come back. And then he comes, he says, let's go to Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He goes to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he says, please, can you on my behalf? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa goes to Barira radiallahu anha and he tells her, why don't you take Mughith back? Look how intelligent she was. She said, Oh, Nabi of Allah Are you giving me a command or an order or is it just your advice from your side? Nabi said, I'm just giving advice. She said, In that case, I don't want to go back to him. Nabi tells his uncle Abbas Are you not astonished at the love that Mughiith has for Barira and the hatred Barira has for Mughiith? Ibn Abbas uh, he says, the cousin of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I can still picture the scene in Madina Munawwara Where Mughith is going behind Barira anha And he's crying And his tears are falling into his beard And he wants her to come back What do we learn from here? We learn that he wasn't told to man up He wasn't told to pull yourself together What's wrong with you? The community even rallied, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa himself went to look for a solution for the problem. Obviously in the end it didn't work out, but the thing is that if anyone is going through any internal turmoil, we should not tell the person, look, keep your problems one side. If he wants to express it, we should be understanding in that particular situation. When any person is going through or any family is going through some, some tragedy, some loss, then what are we taught from the Hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alayhi Wasallam? We need to be supportive as a community. When Ja'afar radiAllahu Anhu was martyred and killed, Nabi Sallallahu Alayhi Wasallam sees his young children, he sees uh, the, the, the young family of Ja'afar radiAllahu anhu and he's feeling the pain. And what does he tell the community? Make food for the family of Ja'afar radiAllahu anhu. We need to be there to be supportive for our community members when they go through any tragedy or turmoil in their life. If a person is feeling suicidal, what can they do? So we'll just go through it very briefly. Number one, build optimism. Try to change that paradigm. Don't think that the difficulties are always going to be a punishment that is never ending. Number two, and this is very important, you are a special creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You enjoy, every one of us enjoys a direct link with our creator Allah Azza wa Jal. The reason we came into existence was because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us that life. And the reason we are continuing being in existence is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's focus is on us. Value that existence that you have, love yourself and don't rely on other people's love to, be, to go ahead in life. Number three, when a person is feeling suicidal or he has these tendencies or he's, he's got this internal turmoil, don't just leave it there. Turn to your family members, turn to your friends, go to the ulama and to get help in combating these negative thoughts. Support groups have been proven to be especially useful in giving assistance for those who have the potential thoughts of suicide or those who have attempted suicide and need to pull their lives right. And don't ever feel shy. If it is a very serious problem, seek medical assistance from the professionals. Don't struggle with these feelings alone. Help is available and even more so now because the awareness has spread and there are more opportunities for us to get that assistance. Identify the positive things in your life, in your day and focus on those. When we have people around us, sometimes we need to look out for those signs. There might be some signs that come and it shows you this person is a potential suicide. Number one, that person is talking excessively about dying and about wanting to die. That's a very, very clear sign that that person has some internal turmoil. He talks about or she talks about emptiness within their lives. That there's no way out of the problems. They start mentioning very, very strong feelings of guilt or shame, and they start talking about having no reason to live in this life, and they start giving away their personal items, they start giving their final goodbyes, and and they start greeting everyone, then you must know you have a potential problem. What do you do if that person is there in front of you, and now he's speaking about these suicidal tendencies? If that person has said, I want to commit suicide, don't leave that person alone. That is a warning sign that this person needs help desperately. So what you need to do is contact the professionals, get emergency help, make sure you do something, don't leave them alone. Number two, if that person is not speaking about it immediately, he's just discussing it, they're just talking about it, then what you need to do is engage them. Mentioning suicide to them is not going to push them over the edge. Don't don't worry about that. What you need to do is engage them, talk privately to that person, be compassionate and listen to him and we need to give them options. We need to show them that, look, there are these options that you can go through. Uh, suggest professional help for them. Give them all the options of going to the ulama, to the different people that can assist them. If you're not getting through to the person, try to enlist family members' help, and then you try to get through to them. So as we mentioned, depression is the one of the biggest causes of suicide. Worldwide, depression is affecting currently more than 300 million people between 6 and 10% of the world's population will experience a depressive episode in a year. It's a fourth leading cause of disability worldwide. And, I want to put this across, there is every indication that shaitan is using this as a tool, I'm not saying in all instances, but in many instances, to pull people away and mess with their lives, and why do we say this? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran, and shaitan puts all his plans into place because he wants to mess with you, he wants to make you sad, he wants you to go through anxiety and depression, he wants you to become despondent. Ibn Qayyim says, There's nothing more beloved to shaitan than sadness in a believer. He goes on to say. Don't ruin your happiness with worry and don't ruin your mind with pessimism. Don't ruin your day by looking at what has been, uh, what had come yesterday. Look ahead. Sa'adi says, Life is already short. Don't shorten it even further with unnecessary grief, worries, and sadness. So, when we go through this depression, and we'll conclude with these points, there are certain things we can do to dispel this, this depression within our lives. Number one, don't moan and groan about what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed for us already Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam taught us a dua Allahumma rudini bima qadayta li Oh my Allah, give me inner contentment Let me be happy with whatever you have decreed for me and set out for me in my life There was a survey or studies that were done in certain parts of the world where they looked at young girls between the age of six and eight and they found that a high percentage, over 40% of them were already worried about their figures at that young age and the biggest culprit in this particular instance is the media exposure that we have out there. We need to understand that people are going through these, uh, these, these, turmoil and conflicts in their life. Number two, don't dwell in the past. Don't whatever has been done is done. You need to move forward. This dwelling on this past unduly unnecessarily allows Shaitan to get his claws into us and lead us down the road of depression. Number three, don't ever sin. Without making tawbah and repenting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instantly You commit the sin even in your heart, in your mind Speak to Allah, Allah I'm so sad I don't know why I committed that sin Please forgive me Allah At that instant The books of deeds are cleaned out of that sin The angel forgets about it The land where you committed that sin has, has been erased It's been erased from its memory Now you are starting your slate once again Don't ever leave a sin You committed a sin, make tawbah You committed another sin, make tawbah Don't ever leave a sin Number four don't hate people for what they have been given Don't hate people for what they have been given Shaitan uses this as another means to ensnare us And put us into depression We look at other people's lives And then we want to know why we can't keep up with them There was a villager who lived to the age of 120 Someone went to him and told him How come you have such a long life? So wonderful He says, and listen to these words I left out hasad in my life Jealousy in my life For baqiyatil jasad my body remained. I left out that envy, that hatred, that jealousy, and it didn't burn up my body. Now I've still got my body and I'm healthy. Don't, number five, don't turn yourself away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَالْيَوْمَ نَنْسَاهُمْ كَمَا kama قَاءَ يَوْمِكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the only reason that we will forget you on the day of Qiyamah is because you forgot us. Don't forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the dua that Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam teaches us after salah, Allahumma Adhib anil. Hamma oh Wal Husan. Allah Humma Adhib Annil Hamma Wal Husan. Oh remove depression, anxiety, worry from my life. inshallah. We make du'a that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes this a means of uh, people who are going through any suicidal tendencies That they come forward and find that help And if there is any potential problem within our community We we stand together to assist one and all in the community And we make du'a that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lifts this problem from within our community and around the world Inshallah tomorrow we'll be looking for the moon of Sha'ban. And we are in the last stretch towards Ramadan. So we should uh, start gearing up now, start making our plans for Ramadan. When I'm going to read my Quran, how much Quran I'm going to be reading, where I'm going to be reading Taraweeh, work out your timetable already. Don't leave it for last minute. Like how we do our business